means uh usually it means live from area 51 and tonight unfortunately area 51 has gone dark on us <laughs> so live from the four color vault of comics tonight i am the dome and i have invaded the four color vault of comics and taken over with uh illustrator x and the dead redhead hello and welcome to our home hi everyone from the uh austin brighton hellmouth nexus in boston kriana Hello. Zombrian. Is Zombrian joining us tonight? Uh, Zombrian will not be joining us tonight, unfortunately. Okie dokie. And from Erie, Indiana, we have Awake by Java. How you doing, Java? Fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> so far, we're keeping wow. our PG rating. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's not yeah. going to last long tonight. Wow. And joining us for the hour tonight is our guest, Steve Letary. Steve, how are you? I am well. Hello, everyone. Steve Letary, and you'll see it in our show notes later on when the podcast comes up, is the owner, editor, and chief factotum of SciFinal.com. And StoryForge.tv. And StoryForge.tv. And we will be talking more about that later. Steve, it's a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Thanks. It's good to be here. Oh, all right. Uh, We want to start off tonight... With a special hello to all of our international listeners. All 6% of them. Wow, you know what? 6% of them as well. They could well also be of international lineage. You never know. (laughs) But the reality is we've we've gone through our Google Analytics. and We're We're getting a weird background noise here. Yeah, what's that? All right, who's eating their Clark bar? (laughs) Now we know. In any case. <laughs> That's it. In any I case. Can, I can see the bars bounce, Java. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I was uh, rustling a paper here. Uh-huh. Uh, on purpose, uh, of course. Bridge, as it were. Uh, I understand completely. <laughs> I, I've had that problem many a time my own self. But the reality is that we're finding out that uh, we're getting... Uh, Hits to our website, to our podcast from all over the United States, all over the world. And um, may I say on behalf of all of us here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night, thank you so much. It's a pleasure making our day part of yours. Did that come out right? Yeah, I think it did. In any- <laughs> Bulgaria. <laughs> and whoever the person is in China who keeps tuning us in, that's kind of cool. I don't know if keeps is the right word, but we'll go with it. So, what's going on this week in the genre, Illustrator X? Uh, well, as light and fun as this show is, I think the lead story um, 
has to be the the news about Walter Koenig's son Andrew. Uh, it has been confirmed that uh, you know he's been missing for some time now. The the fan community has been on the lookout, but uh, he has apparently committed suicide. Yeah. And our all we can say is from all of us at Sci-Fi Saturday Night, our thoughts and prayers go out to Walter Koenig and his family. Yeah, it's uh, it's a sad, sad situation that we find ourselves in. There's there's a lot of bad karma floating around right now, Mr. Koenig, on behalf of all of us, you know, and be, on behalf of everybody who's ever watched an episode of Star Trek. You know, we're thinking of you. Or growing pains. Yeah, you know, I really hate to bring up the name of the character. So I'm not going to. Or that one episode of Deep Space Nine where he was like a Ferengi. Oh, wow, That's yeah. right. I'd forgotten that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fans Oh, and the Babylon 5 fans of, of Mr. Keenings. Yeah, that's true. I'll Myself amongst them. As Bester, one of my favorite characters. Mm. <sighs> okay, well. Dead Redhead, moving on. Yes. Just a few things. Time um, for Gore, Blood, and Guts. Oh, of course, my favorite things. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> gore, Blood, and Guts, a few of my favorite things. Mm. Um, just reminding people that there's a remake of George Romero's Crazies that's mm. starting. Um, not sure how the Dead Redhead feels about that at this point. Crazies was not one of George's best movies, although um, I'm afraid what modern movie making will do of it. If anybody saw the original, it was almost like a zombie flick, only it was more about, uh, again, one of those chemicals gets out into the atmosphere type of things and oh, people start those. going after each other. And Oh. So, like you really so had gone bad? That's what I'm going to say. You're saying that uh, basically this is a remake of 28 Days Later. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> I despise that film. <laughs> but if Zombrian were here, she would tell you that it's amazing. So. <laughs> Um, but uh, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know if the dead redhead's going to decide to grace it with her presence to see crazies at this point. But uh, I mentioned that they're rebooting the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Oh, God. Here and the answer, once again, is why? Here we go again. <laughs> you know, the original is such a classic. And suddenly, because I suppose it's 20 years old at this point, they've decided they have to reboot everything because they can't come mm-hmm. up with anything new or, or something of that effect. I'm still waiting for uh, the return of Manimal, the series myself. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they're coming out with Mansquito too. Yeah, that, that's my hope. Wow. That's that's my job. <laughs> I was at Sci-Fi this week, I think that's for sure. Totally. Totally. Quick, somebody call IO9. We have a scope. <laughs> and to remind everyone, next weekend starts Alice and the new Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, directed which, by Tim Burton. Which I gotta point out has absolutely zero to do with science fiction. It's but fantasy. it's Alice in Wonderland, and it's it should fantasy. be. It's genre. <laughs> okay. All right. And on top of that, have you heard that uh, Disney Corp? kind of blackmailed the English uh, uh, theaters dealers in, into showing it because they said we're only going to show it for 14 weeks. And they said, no, we need it. We, we show it for a minimum of 17. And if you won't, we're not going to do it. 
And they said, well, then it's not going to be seen in England at all. Uh, well, didn't, didn't France just do that with another movie? Or, they or, totally had, actually, I think, I think it was that, had to, that had to do with uh, Disney was going to collapse the, the, the release on DVD by a month. So the theater owners were upset that that was going to cut into the business. Right. Right. Plus, there's all this conflict with uh, Alice or, and, uh, isn't it, Clash of the Titans being both in 3D? Oh, yes, that's rebooted as well. It's all coming, it's all coming okay. out right around the same time. And yeah. God help us all if we can find anything good out of it. I was going to say, oh, it's, the original has Ray Harryhausen stop motion. It's got Sir Lawrence Olivier in it. So, of course, we can improve on this. And Harry Hamlet. You can't forget Harry <laughs> Hamlet. Well, oh, that can be improved. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine at that point we'll all be in the four-color vault of comics playing Munchkin or something, trying to drown out the, the sorrows. To drown out the screams? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Well, the other thing is Alice is going to be in 3D. Let's not forget that. Right. It'll be interesting to see what they actually do with the 3D portion of the, of the movie. Yeah, but now we're starting to get into the whole thing where 3D is becoming the norm, and pretty soon we'll have the we'll Jennifer Aniston 3D Film Fest. Oh, can I please? Well, you know, I you know. won't. Can I have the Angelina Jolie 3D Film Fest? <laughs> yeah, that's Aren't they all ready? <laughs> Yeah, her lips at least. Right? At least barbed wire <laughs> in 3D. I was gonna say, if, if I'm interested in having them 3D, you know, classic films because the Russ Meyer collection. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Faster Pussycat Kill Kill would be at the top of my list. Put yeah. somebody's eye out with that movie. We have gone so far to the left here already. <laughs> We're not even ten minutes into the show. We've killed our PG no. rating. But um, no, nothing was ever said. People yeah. would have killed it with Angelina. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, other late breaking news here and for good shows. Max Headroom, the classic sci-fi series, is going to be coming to DVD at long last. Rock on. Yes. Yes. Dome, why is this an important series? Max Headroom was one of the first series that brought cyberpunk to the forefront, that brought dystopia to the television. It, and and it, it was just amazingly well-written, which is why it didn't last. It was amazingly <laughs> well-produced, which is why it didn't last. Because half of America sat there and went, what the hell was that? So it's like any Joss Whedon production. Very much like it. <laughs> the, the fact that it lasted, I think, what was it, 11 episodes? Uh, 14. 14 episodes is absolutely amazing. Uh, plus plus uh, that little cameo in that Art of Noise video for Paranoia. <laughs> and it also, he, Max Headroom actually characterized his own talk show for a while. Yes, he did. Was that on Comedy Central? I don't think Comedy Central was around back or then. Or sci-fi or something. Wasn't he a, a, also a Coke, uh, Coca-Cola spokesman for a little while? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, I remember he was. that, I think. Back in the time when Coke was actually willing to take a break and not, mm. you know, sponsor Tiger Woods. Mm. But for... <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, th that, I got to tell you, Max Headroom coming to DVD, that is a must-have for everyone. I'm telling you now. Agreed. An, Absolutely. An absolute must-have. I still have digital copies and VHS copies, and now I can finally, finally 
put my VH cop, VHS copies to rest. Do you have a little little graveyard out in the backyard for your VHS copies? I burn them uh, once a year. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, so many of them. I know. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not Most of them have, have been digitized at this point. And nothing says, you know, I love you to your favorite sci-fi podcast more than, than mailing us copies of Max Headroom on DVD. Oh, good Lord, yes. <laughs> and I got to say, um, and I say this because in the news, some things happen in the news this week where it, our fans have an awful lot of spending cash. <laughs> Uh, recently, uh, someone bought some prop Daleks from the recent uh, Doctor Who episodes. One went for approximately uh, the American equivalent of $31,100. Another went for 23700 and change. People. <laughs> Stop spending money on crap. Whoa! Throw a little our way. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's, let's back that up. Owning a Dalek is never crap. Yeah. You know what? Split it. I'll split the Dalek with you. It's like, it's, oh my God, this is like an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the episode in The Big Bang with Theory the where they machine. bought the time machine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I want it. Just saying. <laughs> okay. But uh, I actually kind of hope that uh, they're going to sell off some more props from Doctor Who. What would you want as a prop from the Doctor Who series? Uh, I would want a sonic screwdriver. I, I would want Billy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was another thing that got auctioned off. Her Billy <laughs> Piper? No. Oh. <laughs> a French-made outfit. Oh, damn. Oh, what? Oh. God help us. God help us all. God, I hope. Please, God, let it be going to some woman who can wear it properly. No, I can tell you... Okay, okay. Let's see I have two wishes guy. for hmm? Doctor Who props. One, a sonic screwdriver, and specifically the sonic screwdriver from the Silence in the Library episodes where his wife had one. I liked that one. And number two, a weeping angel. Ooh, Ooh nice. Very nice. Oh, I Actually, remember... If, oh. if I was going to grab one, it would be the head of Bo. Where the hell would you put it? No, that's not the my point. Living room? Where would you not you would, put it? It would be in my <laughs> living room. I would put it everywhere. Exactly. You you understand me. The head you walk into the front door of my house and you are confronted by the head of Bo. Well, it's actually Thank the face you. of Bo. The face right. of Bo. Whatever. True. Can you imagine just you know, you would have so much fun with the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> We'd like to interest you in the Watcher. Oh, my God. Not a problem. <laughs> I, I don't know. When it comes to props from Doctor Who, the, the, the first thing that pops into my head is, is David Tennant. <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think that he technically qualifies as a prop, so I don't Probably think not. Uh... Aside from that, I mean, I would, I would, in an instant, drop all of my available cash on a police on a on a TARDIS. Absolutely. Well, you know, have you seen uh, David Tennant on Graham Norton? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, apparently the tar- there are two TARDISes. There's the inside of the TARDIS set and the actual police box, and the police box gets flat packed. So 
I, I just don't think it's quite flimsy. Yeah, I'd no. still I'd take it. No. I'm actually I, I actually flirted for a while with building a TARDIS. You know, there is a homemade TARDIS uh, here in Manchester. Is there? Oh yes. Um, I'll show you sometime. I almost went off the road when Tracy pointed it out to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, the TARDIS. There's a homemade TARDIS in Manchester, New Hampshire. And if uh, you're listening out there, oh. <laughs> Props to you, man. That looks awesome. So we yeah, have... yeah. We gotta get this guy on the show, whoever it is. All right. So yeah. we have a listener on Takshu who yeah. um who just from... got heroes from her friend and is watching season one. And my my advice to her was Stop at the end of season one. Yes, yeah. exactly. And she she wanted to know if we agreed that, you know, the basic premise is a lot like X-Men, which I agree with. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. However, when you get to the very last, very last episode of season one, stop it with two minutes left to go and just let it be. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. The whole episode is fine. But just the X-Men analogy is excellent because you know what? There are many, many periods, decades even, of X-Men comics that you really don't need to bother with. So the same can be said of heroes. If you're happy with what you got, don't, you don't need to, to go anywhere past season one. Yeah. Seasons two, three, four, and five are superfluous at best. Yeah. Have there really been that many seasons? Yes. We're at the end of season. It feels like it, hasn't it? No, it it actually has been. Oh my Lord. I I can't even comprehend where that story would have gone. Well, what bothers me is that it, we may actually get a season six out of the deal. Oh, God. Because NBC has another five hours worth of primetime worth <sighs> filling, and evidently Tim Kring has an idea to close uh, this off. I, I will just point out again that, you know, I, horrible as it is, I'm still watching Smallville. I cannot oh my bring myself to watch Heroes, no. though. What? Okay. What? <laughs> There's so much wrong with that statement. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I, I have some serious doubts about your taste at this point. Hey, over the hey, whole there is nothing better than sitting down for a weekend with six <laughs> seasons of Smallville and as much beer as you can fit into the refrigerator. <laughs> I completely <laughs> agree with you, sir. Sir, I raise my glass to you. But only if you're blitzed after the first half hour. Mm. Well, I think that's a point. Right, Are there now. any good Smallville drinking games? Oh, my God, yes. Well, there are hundreds of them. We, we actually promote a number of them. Uh, anytime <laughs> that they go to the hospital, anytime someone walks in unannounced into a room, anytime Tom <laughs> Welling tries yet fails to act. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the time. And uh, our guest next week is Tom Welling. Oh. <laughs> Actually, we also have a few uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night drinking games for all our listeners out there. What's tonight's Ooh. drinking game, Kriana? Oh, I think it's every time I say Bazinga. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've used that one twice already. No, we didn't. it wasn't a drinking game, though. Oh, it wasn't a game either. No, because well, we were all just drunk that night. That's true, we were. Uh. So, getting back to our listeners having gobs of money. Well, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so, to our listener in talk show who, who's watching Heroes. Valdora, uh, by the way. I'm sorry? Valdora. Caldora. Hi, doll. Congratulations on 
picking the only good season of a show. Yeah, uh, enjoy it. It's very good. But when the last episode of that is done, the show is over. Yeah. And move on to <laughs> something right. else. We'll have, if you'd like some ideas it's... of other shows that you can watch, you know, shoot us an email, shoot us a uh, voicemail, whatever. Uh, we've got, uh, you know what? Pick up Max Headroom. Gil <laughs> 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 will enjoy the hell out or, of it. Or, or if you have a spare, you know, million dollars laying around, you can pick up a copy of of action comics. Okay, it's beeping in. What does that sound? <laughs> Whose phone is on vibrate? Not me. Who just set their phaser to caress? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, right. If if uh, if Valdora happens to have a an extra million dollars lying around, she can pick up a copy of Action Comics number one. Yes. Well, and you know, up until yesterday, that was the most money ever paid for a comic. Exactly. The record has already been broken a few days later with a copy of Detective Comics twenty seven. Someone paid one million seventy five thousand for it. Unbelievable. What this does, cats and kitties out there, and especially collectors who have been going, yeah, DC, they're not worth crap, and have been busy collecting DC comics all this time, hmm. is now, and have been collecting Marvel comics all this time, now the tide has shifted just a little bit. And DC wow. comics collectibles are becoming much, much more of... Uh, it's necessarily a DC thing. I mean, Action Comics number one, I understand. That's probably the most important comic book ever published. Well, Detective 27? Yeah. Not quite so much. Not quite so much, no. No, but Action Comics number one, which was published in 1938, was a yeah. complete change in the way that comics had, had been printed. This is actually something I know about because I went back and tried to find the earliest comics I could find to start off reading comics. And because I'm one of those people who has to, you know, read a series all the way through. So I started off with New Comics number one, which was printed in 1935. And I'm just getting to Action Comics. Wow. Where did you get a copy of that? Did you find it under the sofa or what? Uh, you know, I just went down to my local comic book store and said, hey, do you have a comic book that was printed almost, you know, 75 years ago? And uh, he said, yeah, sure, of course. And then I read it. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you need? Uh, uh, and so, um, and and to be perfectly honest, I am I am desperate for action to get to Action Comics number one because uh, the comics before that sucked. They were horrible. I have never read anything less interesting than reading the first, you know, ten ish, twelve issues of Detective Detective Comics. They're boring. Um, and and the advent of superheroes is something that is is a seminal moment in comic book history. Absolutely. Well, again, again, Siegel and Schuster were the, were the guys. Siegel and Schuster, yep. right? Yeah. God, I knew something. Holy crap! Um, <laughs> wow, the meds are working. Keep going. Wow, Siegel and Schuster really brought about this change, and it it happened in large part because they snuck it under the radar. Mm. Well, not really snuck it under. They went to multiple publishers who turned them down until finally someone said, well, I'll, 
All right, I'll give you a chance. I'm going to steal your copyright and crush your souls, but, you know, I'll print your comic. <laughs> wow, thus became DC. <laughs> here, here. Yeah. I think, though, though, the whole thing with this week where you got action selling and then suddenly Detective uh, beating it right afterwards, it just shows that, you know, Batman fans are just a bunch of whiny, well, I can do that better than Superman people. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, uh, Superman and Batman fence, I'm firmly in the Superman camp. You know, actually, interestingly enough, we might be getting a Superman versus Batman movie. Uh, that was, My money's uh, on Superman. That was one of the, yeah. that was one of the, uh, the, the things that I've been reading in, on Slash Film um, about superhero movies is that there's rumors that uh, they might be, there's, and this is very light rumors, um, yeah. That they might be trying to merge the Superman and Batman timelines uh, to get ready for uh, Justice League movie. You know what? There was a uh, An a fan film. Oh, uh, yeah, Superman, Batman, uh, Public Enemies. Yeah, no, it just came out. No, 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 no. There was one uh, about ten years ago. It was part of the the whole. Um, the Batman Adventures cartoon line. Oh, yes, there was. There was You're an right. animated 90-minute film with Batman and Superman, and it was excellent. But there was, there was a fan film, and it, was, it wasn't so much a film as a trailer for a film that should have been. Oh, yes. And it was about uh, three minutes, four minutes mm-hmm. long. Really, really well-produced yeah. of a Superman-Batman team-up that looked really, really neat. And, and the thing that floored me about it is that nobody you know no, no studio ever went you know what son of a bitch has a great idea here we need to we need to move forward with this well but that's never i mean really you expected the movie studios to say oh my gosh it's a good idea <laughs> okay yeah real realize that there's there's a there's a disconnect there clearly well warner brothers has really revamped their whole um the DC unit to really start focusing on the movies more. So like Jim Lee's got a bigger role now there. It was yep. like a New York times article about that last week, I think. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I think we can expect more good things from DC. Uh, well, and not in, only in, that, yeah. but uh, just about a week ago, uh, legendary pictures uh, kind of had a leak on a private part of their website. There was a, uh, a holder, a teaser page up, for a picture that we had not heard of yet called Superman Unleashed, which is apparently going to be um, a sequel to Superman Returns. We had heard way, way back that there was going to be a sequel called Man of Steel, but that's not the title that's being floated around right now. The the plot synopsis that was uh, put up with the teaser page said, uh, and this is from the article on Slash Film, Ramping up the action of its esteemed predecessor, the sequel to Superman Returns promises to raise the stakes and take the audience to heights of action that no other superhero movie can achieve, which is bullshit. But. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. No, seriously, how's your opinion on this? It it, it could certainly raise the stakes because, I mean, you know, if you're starting from zero, there's nowhere (laughs) to go but up. It's true. And and to be perfectly honest, I I enjoyed the the guy who played um, Superman in the movie. The problem was that I haven't seen him. I mean, he I think that he was being asked to do something that's very difficult, which is to to think about a superhero in a, in a way that 
I, I don't I don't really see how he could have possibly in, in captured what the director and what the writers wanted him to do in that movie. But an interesting note, he is on um, right now. He is uh, acting on Chuck. Hmm. If you haven't seen Chuck, go watch it. It's awesome. Oh man, there's a TV show well, worth watching. Hmm. There's a freaking TV show that is genre worthy, that is acting worthy. It's got great looking babes. It's got uh, great story arcs. It's, it's you know, and uh, technology and 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 spies and and neat shit. Everything. It's it's got everything you need. Uh, and it's on NBC. How the hell did that happen? I think they haven't noticed it yet. And once they do, it's screwed. But um, but he's been doing really well in that show, in much the same sort of, I'm very pretty, and I'm also always going to do the right thing type of Superman, you know. Oh, the, the Legolas uh, syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Also, I yeah. leave no footprints on new snow. Um, no. But Never he... Whereas his acting in Superman Returns wasn't as as quite up to snuff as I expected it to be, I think that I think that watching him on Chuck, I've seen I've seen more from him that I like. The problem is that you know I think he was being told during Superman Returns that he was supposed to be you know very tortured. No, is he is he a continuing hmm. character or is he just there for a couple of episodes on Chuck? He's a continuing character. He's taken over Castle, so it's an important. Hey. Role. You know, but, um, I do see that it's uh, 8.30 now, and it is time for our uh, weekly trivia question. And so. because uh, I'm not at Area 51, we don't have the trivia jingle, so I'll just go, it's time for trivia! What? Oh, my God. You you should never sing for the band, yes. I should never, <laughs> drink. I should never drink this much during a podcast, should I? Uh, oh, oh, well. Oh, dear. Do tell, do tell. Well, at uh, Comic-Con this past fall, I met a very talented caricaturist named Scott Hamilton. He's a fantastic artist, and he came up with a wonderful idea to donate for a prize. So the person who wins this prize will get a caricature of himself, or a person that they choose, done by Scott Hamilton. So what'll happen is... They'll need to send us a picture, which we will forward to Scott. He'll do the caricature and then mail it out to our prize winner. How cool is that? Very cool. Does it get any cooler? Well, it does, but I'm not going there right ice now. Cold, <laughs> okay, and our question for the week is: Superman first appeared in Action Comics number one. Da da da. Batman first showed up in Detective Comics number twenty-seven. Da da da. But okay, which comic... that's enough with the jingles. <laughs> Which comic heralded the first appearance of Wonder Woman? Dun, dun, dun. Heck, do that, sorry. No. Someone put... No, sorry, Steve, you're not... Steve, can't. Not you. Sorry. Yeah. So to answer this question and win the prize, you have to go to our website, scifisaturdaynight.com. There is a post published there that is named Trivia for 2-27-10. And if you put the correct answer into the comments... We will contact you shortly to uh, arrange for your prize. That's right. 
Um, and we are going to be getting to our interview, but right before we do the interview, uh, Java, what's going on with video games really fast? Oh, brother. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, right now there are two major titles out um, that deserve a look, both for the same reason. Um, they're sequels, so they extend the storyline of the previous uh, game, and both of the previous games were uh, huge deals. And I'm talking, of course, about Bioshock 2 and Mass Effect 2, uh, two games that um, not only have great uh, storylines and great characters and just evoke a mood and, and are an experience to play, but they also are on the edge of the sci-fi genre, um, especially Bioshock 2. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is a space epic. It's set um, in the galaxy. You have to go to different worlds and, and uh, essentially figure out why human colonies are, are disappearing. It's an extension of the previous um, Mass Effect game. And there's a really interesting system there for your choices and uh, uh, basically branching web uh, gameplay story choices, kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure book, but um, also with guns. And uh, Bioshock 2... <laughs> I love it. adventure with guns. Uh, Bioshock 2 is uh, as, about as different from Mass Effect 2 as you can get. Uh, it takes place at the bottom of the ocean in an uh, underwater city, and um, it's kind of a, a horror-slash-steampunk-esque uh, thriller game. Uh, and in this game, you actually play the role of a big daddy, which... You can't really understand unless you've played the game. So I suggest if you are a gamer and you haven't, for some reason, heard of either of those two games, go out and check them. Nice. All right. Uh, well. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a guest who's been very patient with us here. <laughs> Uh, and we've been doing listening a lot to of our drunken ramblings. And, uh, Jeez, I'm sorry. But kidding. You know, uh, if you're a fan of StoryForge.tv or SciFinal.com, you already know who he is. But uh, otherwise, if you're someone on the web looking for good original independent science fiction, this is the man to talk to, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Letary. Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Doing well, Steve. Pleasure having you with us tonight. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, Steve, tell yes. us what is what is SciFinal.com? Well, uh, SciFinal.com we describe as the last stop for independent sci-fi online, and uh, basically, it's a, a directory hub site for science fiction web series of an independent nature, and. Um, uh, we at StoryForge are independent um, sci-fi web series producers. We uh, produced a show last year called Zerk's Log, um, and we, you know, we have a tough time sort of, you know, cutting through the the mainstream press and and the, all the sci-fi blogs and news sites and getting, you know, coverage about our show and and talking about the producers of. Um, other sci-fi web series, you know, they, they sort of told us the same thing that they were having, you know, trouble getting, 
you know, coverage and getting people to talk about their show. So, you know, we thought maybe if, if we could find a way to band together a bit, that we might be able to help, you know, not only our show, but all the shows out there. So um, last fall, we launched South Final. Uh, we had about 10 shows at launch. And, uh, you know, slowly but surely over the last few months, um, we've been getting more and more shows on there, more people coming to the site, uh, more Twitter followers. Uh, so... Basically, it's just a, a place for people to come and find out about uh, indie sci-fi web series. So, Steve, um, do you actually, from from a techno geek point of view here, mm-hmm. does your site actually host these, or do you, is it pretty much a link base? Um, each uh, when a when a show creator comes to the site, they they add a show and basically manage their own page, and they then embed um, a video player from wherever. You know, they may host their, their stuff. So it could be YouTube, um, you know, like we use uh, places like Blip TV and Coldcast TV. Um, so there's places like that. Um, so we don't actually host video. You know, we do host the whole site. But, um, you know, people put the, the video player from wherever they, they choose. Okay. Now, I got to say, now, sci-fi, uh, you know, it's hard to imagine. But, I mean, back in... You know, decades ago, sci-fi was just an underground genre. But these days, I mean, we've got sci-fi movies, TV, books, comics, uh, conventions, and so forth. What do the shows on SciFinal.com offer that that you can't get anywhere else? Why go to SciFinal? Well, well, I mean, one thing is, I think we're SciFinal itself is starting to become, you know hopefully a, a definitive type place where you, you're going to be able to find all the shows in one place. So, I mean, I think when we were looking around to start the site, we, we noticed that nobody really, you know, had a, a really good list of all the shows that were out there. So um, I think that's part of it is that, you know, the site is, is going to be a place that uh, people can kind of find all the stuff that's out there. I mean, obviously, you know, we don't have all the sci-fi shows yet, but at this point we have 76, which, you know, I'm kind of blown away that there are that many out there. But, um, you know, I think it's it's a place where you, you can kind of come and discover something fresh that you you may not have thought um, was out there. There's, you know, we have comedy, we have drama, we have action, um, you know, combinations thereof. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff. So you've got 76 different offerings right now. How long has the site been up? We launched uh, end of October last year. Okay, so it's um, been good. five months, four or five months. Four or five months? Yeah, not, not too wow. long. I mean, that, um, that's freaking awesome that, you know, you're getting that kind of, that kind of push that quickly. Yeah, we, um, we put a little trailer together and uh, posted it on YouTube um, in sort of response to all the Super Bowl commercials. And, and that did pretty well. And, and, and in fact, that's, I think, really sort of a, I mean, at that point, we had about 50 shows. And then in the, the few weeks since then, we've had another 25 shows. Um, one of the things that happened with the trailer was that, you know, we sort of, you know, sent it out to all the, the various blogs and, and such. And, and well, a couple of cool things happened. One was io9 picked it up and did a little blurb on it. Um, oh, and they, nice. have, they really haven't done much in the way of coverage of any of the indie stuff, or the indie web series. And then uh, also Wired.com picked it up. Excellent. Wow. Hey, Kriana? Yes. Can we, uh, can we uh, snag that and embed it into uh, the page? Snag which one? 
his uh, Super Bowl ad? Yeah, it's, uh, if you go to SciFinal.com, there's a, at the top navigation, there's a, a, a link for the trailer. Perfect. And it's, uh, it's on YouTube, so you can just either pull the code from that or... But, uh, yeah, so from, from that point, I think, you know, in terms of visitors to the site, you know, we, we more than doubled the daily visitors. Um, oh. And it's pretty much stayed there and gone up, you know, slowly but surely every, every day since then. So we're pretty psyched about that. No, just going over the site, one thing that, that really uh, surprised me for an independent you know, sci-fi uh, series jumping point, you've got a lot of um, licensed product out there. I noticed there's Buck Rogers, there's Doctor Who, there's Logan's Run, for those of you with a memory. Uh, I mean, <laughs> And memory of hockey masks. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, there's... What is, one of them's my roommate, the Cylon. <laughs> yeah, that's Where, a good show. Yeah, yeah, it looks great, actually. Where do you? Um, I mean, do any of these people have? Is this just you know, fanfic basically, or well, are there any licensing? Uh, well, I know um, the uh, some of the stuff that's there actually are uh, the audio like podcasts, or sort of like old radio dramas. So we have probably six or seven of those types of, of web series and so they are sort of the non-video variety. Um, so like the Doctor Who, the, the Logan's Run ones are of that type. Um, Buck Rogers is a, is a series that's in development and is actually um, uh, the folks that are behind the, the Star Trek Phase 2 fan uh, series that you guys mm-hmm. might be familiar with. Um, yep. James Harry and his team. They've actually... Yep, very um, familiar with them. We've had them on uh, in our previous incarnation. Yep. Yeah, they, um, they've actually um, made a licensing deal with the the, Buck, the family that owns the Buck Rogers, um, you know, literary uh, rights. I guess um, not, you know, say like the Buck Rogers TV show, but the right. original Buck Rogers. So they're developing that, um, you know, with permission. Uh, my roommate, the Cylon. I'm not sure, you know, what the uh, the, the situation there in terms of the licensing and stuff. Um, I'm I think it's saying, you know one of those things. If a if a show's not really making money, then it, you know it's, it's not a or not trying to make money. It's not usually an issue like you know a lot of the Star Wars or Star Trek stuff. Well, I'm just saying you you haven't had any problem with receiving cease and desist orders or anything, have you? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, we we would you know that's that would that would so be counterproductive to what it is that's going on right there because it it's a lot of young fresh minds taking a hold of the genre and putting their own twist on it. Mm. And, you know, as you go through that list, as you scroll down that page, you see, oh, my gosh, virtually, uh, you know, ridiculously cool titles. Uh, Broken Toy, Bumps in the Night, Conditioned Human, uh, Feedback, A Hero's Calling. There's a real you know, wide the range of stuff, and, and, and truthfully, the you know the quality production level of, of the shows varies. You know, there's you know some stuff that's really professional could be on TV you know today easily, and maybe better than some of the stuff that's out there. Um, so you know, we were talking about the very garage feeling, you know, you, you know, kids so, in the basement kind of thing. Well. That's ex- well, what would you recommend as a starting point? I mean, I, you, you produce uh, Zerk's Log, 
which yep. I want to talk about in more detail in a moment. Sure. But I mean, if if I've never been to your website and uh, I'm I'm confused by this huge list of shows, mm-hmm. which would you recommend as some good starting points? Um, there's some, you know, in terms of like the comedy, there are good ones like The Crew, which is sort of like The Office in space. Um, Space Hospital, or there's one called a Safety Geeks SVI, sort of a, a CSI type thing. Those are, are all really, you know, pretty funny, well-produced shows. Uh, and more the drama side, there's things like on After Judgment, uh, Lumina, uh, which is actually a show produced in Hong Kong that's really, you know, pretty interesting, high quality. Um, there's one called Reese that right now um, only the trailers are available that w- was... Um, uh, has has made some interesting new distribution deals, so they're sort of working out how that's going to go. But that show is really awesome. Um, it was worth checking out and keeping an eye on. So when, but uh, one other thing that we're we're adding features to the site as we go along, and uh, hopefully in the next week or so, we're going to have a rating system start. So that should start to help folks, you know, get a sense maybe of what the, uh, you know, the perceived quality of the shows are. Okay, here's my question with the rating system. Mm-hmm. We all know how trolls are on the internet. Yeah. And we all know that, you know, people on the internet feel a lot of times as if I can speak from anonymity and I can use whatever phrase I want to say to trash however, how, however deeply I pretend to feel about anything at any given time. <laughs> um, right. co-hosts. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, you know, uh, are, are you going to allow uh, viewers to come in and, and work the rating system? Because that just opens you up for Internet trolling. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the, the one thing that's held up us putting the, that up. Uh, yeah, is, is trying to figure out that way to manage um, and making sure that, you know, it's sort of, you know, one person, one vote kind of thing. So we're not you know, getting people coming in just sort of, you know, clicking one, 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 one on the show they don't like for whatever reason. Um, right, so yeah, they're... something we're definitely uh, you know aware of and thinking about and, and trying to figure out the best way to manage. So how? So right now, you really have no rating system, no form of 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 waiting something. If somebody's got it and they come to you, you're going to link them in. Yeah, we don't. We're not making any kind of uh, you know editorial value judgments at this point. Um, you know, we are going to also, you know, get into putting some forums and things so people can discuss shows, and um, we're putting up um, pretty soon a, a creator's corner where we're going to start doing interviews with the various creators so people can get a better sense of, you know, who's making these shows. And um, and then the other thing Very which cool. I'm, I'm happy to sort of announce uh, here, I guess, first time publicly, is we're actually... Um, working on producing a side-final series itself, which will be a, a web series, you know, a newsy entertainment you know, type show that will focus on the indie sci-fi web series scene. So it'll be like a hosted program, interviews with creators, set visits, and that kind of thing. So uh, we're looking to launch that in probably April of this year. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. Oh. Maybe once we get it going, we'll, uh, we'll come back here for a first discussion about it publicly. We, we would love to help you launch that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us about your own series you do, Zerk's Log. I mean, I've, I've watched a few episodes of that, and it's pretty funny. Um, 
but I mean, I'll let you just describe it. What? Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, when we started, I think it's a good jumping on point. Oh, cool. Thank you. Well, you know, it's funny too. Where, you know, of course, you know, for the longest time we were the last show listed because of uh, the name. You know, we have, we have the you know, alphabetic listing. So luckily, the folks from Zom Block of Block of I think so, it's like Zombie Block Apocalypse smashed together. Uh, yeah. We're now in the last spot. Hold on. Anyway, um, when we started Storyforge, um, my partners and I, you know, we, we knew we wanted to do style pride, um, but we were self-funding, so it was like, okay, what are we, you know, how can we do a show that's kind of cool and show what we were about, but not cost a million, you know, million dollars? So we kind of fell into this captain's uh, you know, log idea with you know, throwing in a little glass of uh, reality show confession for you. But, you know, the, the character of Zerk, Kind of was, you know, came out of that idea, and yeah, basically, you know, it's a little bit of I, I kind of describe Zorks as um, a little bit of Steve Carell from The Office, where he's uh, a guy that maybe has a higher opinion of himself than the reality of the uh, support. And you know, he's a new captain; he's sort of learning the ropes on how to how to be a starship captain. And the the, the weekly logs that he does, and you know, just sort of show the ups and downs of that process for him of. of Getting a ship ready for the bigger thing, whatever that may be. And uh, so it's sort of, you know, it's a funny kind of look at the inside workings of a ship. So you know, he's got a girlfriend, he's got some you know, girlfriend issues, he's got pool issues, he's got the ship problems, you know, whether you know, working out or whatever. So it's, you know, focused on him as a character, and, you know, we get a little taste of other folks in the pool and, you know, happening in here and there. But you know, basically, it's all about him, and, and luckily, uh, the writing team and the actor and the makeup files and the fuck files, you know, all did a great job with the things that they like. Hmm. Awesome. You know, I got to say, it, the show, when I watched it, it really reminded me of the old Richard Benjamin series, Quark, from back oh, wow, in the day. Wow. And, wow. And I, huh? Oh, I, I remember that show. I haven't thought of it in years, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So there wasn't any, you know, deliberate nod to it. No, I, oh, man. I mean, I, if anybody can, um, as I remembers that show, well, first of all, it's Richard Benjamin. So it's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very funny. It was very funny. And it is out on DVD now, if you can track it and copy really? down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, had, I had no idea. I had to get a bootleg of it a few years ago um, for Dead Redhead, but uh, <laughs> but then of course you know as soon as you get the bootleg, oh, then it shows up. Then there's the DVD with the director's commentary, which nobody exact- cares about. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, nobody no. cares about it. But no, I just think it's a great show. Um, and uh, you know, I, I just you know. It just seemed to me, to me, I mean, that was the first thing I saw in Sci-Final. And from there, I'm like, wow, this is good. If this is good, I wonder what the rest of these series are like. And then I go scrolling down. I'm like, oh, my God, they've got Buck Rogers on here. They've got, oh, my God, they've got Logan's Run. They've got all this stuff. Yeah, and my problem was sitting in Area 51. I was all set to look at everything. uh, And then Thursday night... uh, we had 70-mile-an-hour winds when the UFOs hit us, and uh, <laughs> we, we have not had electricity since Thursday. So I haven't had a chance to see any, which is why I'm at the Four-Color Vault of Comics tonight, and uh, I'm going to be looking at it as soon as my Internet connection comes back. You're welcome to broadcast from here. Just don't touch my comics. I'm not touching your comics. Uh, <laughs> trust me. I just hope comics is not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kriana. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Okay, it's not just me then. Suddenly, Steve, suddenly you're, you're kind of receding from us here. You're getting more and more distorted. You remember the, you remember the TV show Time Tunnel? <laughs> That's pretty... I'm still here. I don't know if you know <laughs> Yeah, we're, I guess we're, uh, technology has once again decided to bite us in the ass. And there goes the PG rating. Sorry. <laughs> oh, we lost that long ago. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. So, one of the things that we'd like to do is, Steve, invite you, uh, if you're going to be at Boston Comic Con, to uh, come down and see us, join us. And for those of you listening in, to come down and see us at Boston Comic Con when you're there. And uh, hopefully get a chance to see Steve and the guys from Sty Final and the guys from Zerk's Log and uh, Storyforge. That would be just awesome. We'd like to invite you down there. Um, when is that going to be? April 10th and 11th um, in, in beautiful downtown Boston. And they've just expanded the guest list yet again. Oh, who's on the guest list now that wasn't there two days ago? Sergio Oreganes. <laughs> For those of you who are fans of Mad Magazine, it you know, is, you know, you know who exactly is. who we're talking about. <laughs> one of the coolest artists around, quite frankly, and uh, one of the guys I'm really, really looking forward to uh, meeting, having never met this guy, uh, and uh, really looking forward to uh, seeing some of his new, new artwork. Oh, my God, yes. Are you kidding? One of the great tw- cartoonists of the 20th century. I'm so stuck. And, Amber, we know you're out there listening to us. Please give us a call. <laughs> and, Valdora, thanks so much for being such an awesome listener. You rock. Oh, has she been on through the whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, we love you. Please thanks answer the uh, question so we can give you a prize. Are you saying one of our listeners actually made it through an entire show? I know. It's amazing, right? <laughs> right? And from the UK. It is like almost 2 in the morning in the UK. No way. You rock. Yep. Wow. Sci-fi Saturday night. Fighting insomnia everywhere. (laughs) We will put you to sleep. Also, Valdora is a male. And a very cute one at that. (laughs) Just just throwing that out there. (laughs) Dan, thanks for playing the game. Uh, Wow. Psych. Uh, Actually, not psych. It's true, but. God. All right. Looks like we're com- <laughs> what? Coming to the end of the night. I do believe we are very close to, if not at the end of another show. Okay. Well, how did we get here? How did we get here? Uh, we meandered our way through it, quite frankly. Oh. Uh, so we have our obligatory thank yous, and they uh, go like this. Nothing obligatory about them. We're happy to say it. On the coming up calendar, next week, uh, next week's guest is author David Niall Wilson. On March 20th, we will be talking to Michael Dougherty of Brown Coats the Movie. March 27th, we have confirmed Michael Waring of SheldonShirts.com. Oh, yes. <laughs> After the yes. huge response we got from talking about him last week, we had to sign him on. Awesome. And uh, don't forget, you can meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew in person at, on Sunday, March 14th at the Granite State Comic Con in Nashua, New Hampshire. And on April 10th and 11th at the Boston Comic Con. So, oddly enough. Oddly enough, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con. Check out the guest list at bostoncomiccon.com. 
Sci-Fi Saturday Night is also the official podcast of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic book artwork. Visit Bob and Kim Shaw at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original comic artwork. And tell them the Dome sent you. You know, come to another night. And, you know, as much as I am out of my element tonight sitting in the Four Color Vault of Comics, it's a pleasure working with you guys every week, and I want to thank you all. Kriana down at the Alston Brighton Hellmouth in Boston, how are you? I love you. Thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. And Java, thank you, buddy. It's, Ooh, been, it's been a hellish week for everybody, and thank you for joining us tonight. Not an issue. And it's Four Color Vault. Why can't I? I'm drunk again. <laughs> Let me take over and say it all. What makes up for a bad week is a great guest. And Steve Letary, thank you. You've been an excellent guest. And I'm so glad we could have this talk. And, and I just hope everyone listening checks out SciFinal.com. It is a, the shows there are phenomenal. And I can't wait to see you at Boston Comic Con. Steve has dropped off the call. But he's in our hearts and minds. The <laughs> yes. yes, he is. He, he's off the call? Let's talk about him. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we've come to another ending of another show. I want to thank you all for listening. If you didn't catch us live, you can catch us on our Pete Pete's on our Pete Pete's, our Pod Pete's. Uh, you got to stop saying both of those things. Thanks. I like, I no, like Pod no, Pete. no. No. It's not a pod feed? No. It's not? What no. is it? It's podcast. Podcasts. You can catch our podcasts in repeat <laughs> <laughs> on either iTunes or right on our website. Uh, we love hearing from you. Drop us an email. Drop us a comment. I am the Dome. High in... No. Deep in the book of all the comics going. I can't see the UFOs and I'm damned... End the show! And the medic. Good night. <laughs>